David Hammond proudly held the Bible on which Grayson Alexander took the oath of office as Vice President of the United States. While some might be nervous knowing millions of people all around the globe were watching his every move, David was not at all anxious. Instead, he was overwhelmingly happy, not for himself, but for his husband of ten years, who had achieved what few men in the nation's history had been able to. So help me God, Gray said, concluding the oath of office. Congratulations, Mr. Vice President, the Chief Justice said, as he shook the hand of the newly inaugurated Vice President. Gray gave David a quick hug and a kiss before he and David returned to their seats so the program could proceed, culminating with the inauguration of the new president. While the president was giving his inaugural address, David quietly leaned over to Gray, being careful to keep his mouth hidden from view in case anyone could read his lips, and whispered, I'm freezing my fucking nuts off out here. I know. Who would have expected a cold, snowy day in January in Washington? Later, I'll help warm the little guys up. Promises, promises, David smiled slyly at Gray, but didn't dare to continue their whispered conversation, since the eyes of the world were on them. They behaved themselves for the remainder of the speech. The new president was many things, but a dynamic speaker was not one of them. On Inauguration Day, however, the president had a captive audience. The west front lawn of the Capitol was a sea of faces, tens of thousands of faces, all cold, but anxious to hear what the new president had to say about his plans and expectations for the next four years. David's world was medicine. Politics was Gray's business, not his. As a non-political animal, David let his mind drift to work, and he quietly outlined a lecture he was scheduled to give the following day to the first-year medical students. He and Gray were expected to put in appearances at some ridiculous number of formal balls later that night, so he was dreading the thought of getting up in the morning to go to work. But he had promised he would be there on time and ready to teach. When Gray gently jostled his arm, David's focus snapped to the present, and he rose with everyone else to head back inside the Capitol, the heated Capitol. It meant sitting through what promised to be a dreadfully tedious lunch with members of the House and Senate, but at least it would be warm. The lunch was every bit the fascinating time David had anticipated. He did his best to be sociable, but the topic everyone in the room wanted to talk about, politics, was not his subject. Still, he played the dutiful spouse and talked with people as needed. Two hours later, when they stepped out of the Capitol to move to their limo for the ride down Pennsylvania Avenue, snow was falling heavily. David's instinct was to open his mouth, lean his head back, and try to catch a snowflake on his tongue. He reminded himself that hundreds of cameras from all around the world watched their every move, so he was able to suppress his naturally playful urge. Anything he said or did that day would likely be seen by millions of people so he knew he had to behave impeccably. Safely ensconced inside their tank-like limousine, David automatically moved to take his husband's hand in his. Holding hands for the trip down Pennsylvania Avenue was as natural as breathing. Gray and David were out and proud and had never hidden anything about who they were or about their relationship. Gray was the first openly gay vice president in the history of the nation. They had a short distance of only two miles to cover, but it would take some time because the parade moved relatively slowly. Most participants would walk the route, but not so the newly inaugurated president and vice president.
Do you think the snow is going to create a problem for the parade? David asked. It's really coming down out there. Probably not. Well, not for us, since we're inside this tank. But think about all those people behind us who have to march all the way. I hope they're dressed for this weather. As a medical doctor, David automatically thought of the fundamental law that said cold equals hypothermia and frostbite. With less delay than David had anticipated, their car began to slowly move. For ten minutes, both David and Gray looked out the windows of their car and waved to the crowds assembled along the parade route. An inauguration drew a huge number of people to Washington, D.C., swelling the city's population by upward of one million for that day. Wow, David observed quietly as he tried to take in the crowds that lined both sides of Pennsylvania Avenue.